Welcome to Screen Looking, a podcast where close friends take a closer look at their favorite video games. I'm your host, Andrew Kuhar, and we are back after a bit of a winter hiatus. Uh, We've been taking some time for ourselves and our personal lives, our work lives, and then a worldwide pandemic hit, and it's kind of f***ed everything up, and so now we're all back inside, and thankfully we have things like video games to help pass the time, we have great technology for us to all keep in touch uh, from a safe distance, and what do you know, that's exactly what we do on the show, we get together and talk about video games. So I think we're all pretty grateful to have all of that, and we are grateful to have you back, the listener. Thanks for tuning back in to pass the time with us. But we are back to talk about Untitled Goose Game, one of the smash cultural hits from last year. Uh, September 20th, 2019 is when it came out. As always, of course, I have my co-host and best buddy, Alex Koval here to uh, share his love of geese with the rest of the world. Alex, how are you doing? Hong Kong friends and listeners. <laughs> it is it is good to be back after our brief hiatus. Um, you'll be happy to know that we're all social distancing and uh, keeping safe in this time of unprecedented chaos. But um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this Goose game because I think it's just the uh, healing salve that we need to embrace during this wild time. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good to be back. Well, thanks for being back. Glad to see that you are uh, healthy, safe, and well. This is the first time we're doing actually doing this with video as well. But in the rooms that we are looking at, we have people that are we feel good about being close to us. Very literally. <laughs> uh, longtime friend, guest of the show, my partner in crime and partner in life, Hilary Beauvais is back from episodes Hi. two and three. And then <laughs> our uh, talked a lot about Crash, a lot about Kentucky Route Zero. Yes. She's back. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about this game because it's, I, I don't know, is it my favorite game of last year? I don't play a lot of the games you play, so uh, it's definitely my favorite that I've played. I think it is your favorite. Yeah. It seems you've talked about you. You introduced me to it. Honestly. Yeah, because I was so excited about it. Yeah. So we'll get into that, though. Yeah. But, um, it was yeah. one of those games that I felt like we heard about for a long time. And as soon as you saw it, you were like, when is that coming out? Yeah. need it right now is it available <laughs> and then i kind of forgot about it and then everyone i knew was like did you hear about this game called untitled goose game and i was like everyone knows about this and i i haven't even bothered to download it and i was just pestering you like when is it coming to ps4 when is it coming to ps4 hello uh-huh. hi because we don't have any of the other things so i was just like hi ps4 when <laughs> and then one of your friends came into town and introduced both of us to it yes so we rigged a whole system to connect his computer to the TV, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. so um, But it was worth it. Worth the effort. Yes. Uh, as well, joining us, someone that has been referenced so many times on this show, vis-a-vis Alex and Alex's love for this person. Alex, would you like to introduce our newest guest to the show? Absolutely. Uh, so sitting here beside me as a member of the quarantine uh, and proving that she does indeed exist is my wife uh, and partner in crime who has successfully survived the uh, safe room trauma of the screen looking uh, Halloween episode. Yes. Emma Neely. Hey, yeah. Excited to be out of that safe room. <laughs> yeah, Alex kept going on and on and I'm like, Show me the pics. Where are we? <laughs> she successfully defended the homestead from yeah. intruders. So. You did. I Excellent. Did. I did. Yeah. Lucky I existed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Emma. So Thank happy to have you. Me. And perfect of all the games to talk about. Uh, we got an expert here with us, don't we? Seems like it. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, long time goose lover. Um, I don't know when it started. No one knows. No one knows. You just fall into it, I guess. But I, Alex wasn't familiar with this. Um, I think it's maybe just a Western Pennsylvania thing where I grew up years long ago when I was but a child. Um, I would see <laughs> these different houses um, and outside of them they had um, actual like life-size geese. But what was, uh, they were statues, kind of. But what was uh, particularly, I think, um, interesting about these geese, and I've not seen it with really any other sort of, like, animal statue, is that people in Western Pennsylvania would put clothes on their geese. So you could have, um, 
I think like a like a prairie woman. Like you would get like a little goose size bonnet and then uh, <laughs> put it on its head and be like tied under the chin and then like you know a nice gown for the prairie I suppose um, or like uh, you could do a, a pumpkin um, Santa Claus um, all kinds of things they, they the costume seemed to change with the seasons or the holidays or really just anytime anyone wanted to I don't, I'm just throwing a different outfit for your goose there's websites dedicated to the different sorts of, of clothing you can buy for your geese <laughs> and um, I am now the proud um, owner of such a goose um <laughs> yeah yeah she's a fashion geese oh. <laughs> oh my gosh oh boy. there's gonna be a lot of goose puns ladies yeah. and gentlemen um yeah i uh i i got emma a a uh, lawn goose for her birthday a couple years back and i've been making uh costumes for it ever since i think we're up to like four costumes now we have two from monty python um we have a Frankenstein costume. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, costume from uh, Kiki's Delivery Service by Hayao Miyazaki with Gigi, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah, I saw she's that. Got one. like a little black dress and like a little bo- like bow and broomstick. Did I never show you that? No, I just saw the Frankenstein one, and I think oh, the, the Monty Python I gotta show you one, that, dude. All right, I'll yeah. send you a pic. It's he okay. actually so like to work on this. He would go into the bedroom, and I'd hear him like doing things, hammering things, stuff was going Chainsaw. on. But, like, you know, we kind of like kept Christmas simple this year because of our wedding and everything. And uh, so whenever, you know, it, it occurred to me, I'm like, what if he's just making a costume, but it's just the untitled goose? Like he's not really making anything. He's just trying to psych <laughs> me out. Um, and uh, I and so that. when I gave it to her, I just, I put like a little bow around its neck and I was like, it's the untitled goose. And she was like, oh well i didn't i didn't i thought he was kidding and like i would have loved it regardless i was very excited either way alex and i was like no it's not just go into your room i'll, I'll put the real costume on <laughs> is that you came out like all disheveled out of the bedroom with like your hair like great mad scientist <laughs> yeah. you know like and emma like smears on my face yeah and stuff. I, i'd like to know if you'd like to spend the rest of your life with me now. <laughs> <laughs> just holding this goose that's like half charred or something you're like but it's all it has it's just the bow just the bow it took me years to figure this out oh my god this sounds almost exactly like a moment from the game uh, where you you have to get the goose to wear certain items so you could say that you've been playing untitled goose game for a long time now many Your years whole life maybe i think in a some strange way this game was fated for me she's been preparing for this game her entire yeah. life it's like the hulk <laughs> Man game when he looks at the infinity gauntlet and he's like it's like i was made for this the added benefit of doing us like a screen like being able to see andy and hillary is that i can see like the just sort of times that hillary shakes her head yeah it's one of three references you're allowed to make so okay to end game or to goose puns um end game okay goose puns will allow okay we'll allow it this time i thought you enjoyed end game Sure. Well, well, we'll do that another time. That's, that's, that's fine. a conversation we'll, for another we'll couch time. that. On that note, um, do one of our very special, lovely new guests want to try to attempt to describe <laughs> what life is like inside the Untitled Goose game? What it means to be a goose? <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'll start, and then, Emma, you can add on as you see fit. The game is you are a goose. You are you know, not particularly like respectful of other people's things or time or space, um, because why would you be? And um, anarchy. Yeah, anarchy is is a core value in this game. Uh, and you terrorize a town. I think that's like the main plot. Yeah. Mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> the main mechanic. You terrorize the town, you wreak havoc, and it's all for your own pleasure. There's no real stakes here, um, but it is so fun to terrorize the town that you may find yourself, when playing this game, doing things that aren't even achievements or things on your to-do list. You know, you just do whatever you want because it's fun and because you're a goose and no one can do anything about it. What else should we add, Emma? I think that the word 
terrorized might come off a little strong for someone who uh, has no idea what the game is about. Um, because, you know, I think overall, this goose is just a friendly goose um, who's just very mis- mischievous, you know? Like he, I don't think- Cheeky one might He's say. a cheeky goose. <laughs> I don't think he's looking to like destroy things, to throw things into like, you know, uh, like a dangerous sort of chaos. I think, you know, he's interacting with his world. And I think if you think about it, like as an animal, maybe, maybe people, you know, interact with him, interrupt his day. However, they choose like, oh, there's a goose. Let's throw bread at it. Oh, there's a goose. Let's try to pet it. Let's do its babies and raise them fly away home style. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> So we're always interrupting each other, and it was kind of, um, I don't know, kind of a... The goose gets revenge kind of thing. But, like, in a cute... Innocent revenge. Innocent way, yes. Yeah. Well, isn't there that meme, I mean, given, speaking to the game's popularity, where he's holding the knife, the knife in his mouth, and it says peace was never an option? Yes. I'm not sure if that was from the game or if people just made that up. As like a I think it's just made up because that propaganda. that sharp of a knife is not in the game. Yeah, yeah you get a butter knife, but what is never this? underestimate <laughs> what a single goose can do, do. with a butter knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. A dangerous combination, <laughs> but I mean, mechanically speaking, you you basically just are given a list of things to do, yes. and you just have to figure out how the hell how am I going to do, do this? Them. Sure. Yeah, and it seems like most of them are almost unattain unobtainable, unachievable, because you're just told okay honk flap your wings pick up a can or a boot and then the next thing you know they're like make a picnic make the okay. farmer wear his other hat yeah so there is that like riddle aspect to it um but that's where all the mischief comes from and all the humor and the improvisational yeah kind of slapstick dragging vegetables along the ground and just honking your way and wiggling your tail and people start noticing and whatnot <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean, it's I mean, is there anything else you guys want to add about this, Alex? Uh, I would just say like download it and and install it, and uh, you know, it, it makes itself very clear that when you boot it up, it just wants to make your day better. And if your mood doesn't improve by like approximately ten percent, I think it's scientifically proven that you have no soul. So <laughs> um, it's kind of like a human test, yeah. as, as they say. Like if you don't if you don't get a little giddy, you know. Then I think that you might want to do some self-reflection. Is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the back of the box, there's like the requirements. Like requires X amount of gigs, one to yes. two players. It says needs human soul, desire, <laughs> desire for joy. Yes. Positive outlook on things. It's a perfect game to stay in in play during quarantine for sure. It's got those bright colors, cheerful music, wild funny antics. Mm-hmm. Full steam ahead. Yeah. I will say on that note that it's it's just very confident in itself. Like it has a super specific style. It doesn't really look like any other game. They went with a really specific soundtrack. You know, the the font, the colors, everything about it is so concise and well-directed. And there's no fat in the game. Like once you complete the game, you get the to do also or to do as well yeah to do as well you know so that's like more things for you to do but there's really no fat on the game there's nothing that doesn't belong there which Mm -hmm. is so specific so i think it's just nice that it's so confident i think that's why people respond to it as well Mm -hmm. yeah this game is just kind of won the hearts over of so many people um it's got such a mass appeal i think i like i was reading about how like Chrissy Teigen on Twitter was talking about it and like really? at blink at a blink 182 concert the guy just shouted it out in the middle of the show like hey we play that great goose game that game great what it's, it's like reached it's broken through like this tiny game made by four people is broken through but um yeah it's accessible and yeah. it's joyful and that's what people want yeah yeah I think that's kind of what uh for me is the substance of the game too because as we were talking about a little bit earlier, um, the the game sort of had a quick fervor among, I feel, game critics and game journalists when it was coming out. It just looked incredible because there was nothing like it and it was so bizarre. And it seemed like it was just going to be a total home run critically. And it kind of was. It's won quite a few awards, um, some really notable ones. Most recently, it won uh, the Family Game Award at the BAFTAs mm-hmm. uh, for their Interactive Arts Awards that they give out. That was just the other day. 
Um, it won some huge Game of the Year awards at DICE and the uh, Game Developers Conference, which those are huge because like developers vote on that sort of stuff. So it's like the people making games vote on it. And that's, I mean, they beat out like Death Stranding uh, and Control and like these huge games. So this little tiny game made by a four person team in Melbourne um, is really, you know, winning a lot of people's hearts and critics' hearts too. But even some of the reviews I remember reading, um, and it was a little bit more lukewarm than I expected. Some of the critiques were like, well, it's a little bit short. It's kind of toy-like. Once you know what to do, you kind of, is there much replay value? And I felt like the substance is in the joy it brings you and just the laughter it brings out of you. And that's not to be taken for granted because it's hard to do in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game just has so many uh, so many ways of doing that. And I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about all that and just the ways the game brought laughter to you or the things that were funniest to you or what about it um, really made you feel like this is like an important video game, even though it's goofy and silly and, and just purely purely funny. So I think that the thing is, I think that it's interesting that a lot of the critics note that there isn't a lot of replay value because I don't know that I think that everything needs to have replay value. Um, You know, I think that things can exist solely for their own uh, experience for you to go through again. I mean, I think there are a lot of songs that, you know, we re-listen to, not because you know, we're expecting to get something different out of them each time or different books that we reread. Uh, again, not because we're necessarily looking to be challenged in a different way, but because we enjoy them because they um, offer something very, very, um, that just like speaks to us in a way. Um, I don't think that everything in life needs to be this challenge again and again and again. Um, I also think too, a, a point that you made about um, the critics saying that you know, some of them saying that it's too short. I think that we have such like this weird obsession now um, in media where everything has to be so long, Mm. like the longer, the better. Like the Irishman is like a 10 day long movie. And I just, I'm tired (laughs) of people um, packing in as much as they can just because they can, because there are Mm. no limits. The film doesn't stop. There's no end to it. I think that we are getting very clunky in how we tell our stories. Um, and I personally believe that less is more. And I have major respect for anything that can be said or done succinctly. Yeah, well there's said. really something to be said for like editing. Editing to mm-hmm. the point where you cannot edit anymore and it's only the essentials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah, I think you said that really well, Emma. Yeah, I think that um, the game is so like straight into the point like you know like you were saying it trims the trims the fat there's no fat on it um and that goes down to like everything just feels laser focused like everything feels so intentional from the music to the color palette um going back to like the simplicity and the sort of edited down version of it it does remind me of sort of like like i feel like this game could exist on the super nintendo um yeah it's so simple and it's so streamlined Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of like the games of, you know, that sort of generation. Um, those games sort of had like whenever you would die, you might start at like the beginning of the level. They were just so quick and streamlined. Um, this game, you know, I, I think that something that's kind of interesting about it uh, is that there really is no death state. You know, obviously, you don't want anything to happen to the goose, but the worst, that, the worst that's ever going <laughs> to, <laughs> the worst that's ever going to happen is that like. You know, you drop your item and you get hassled by like a villager for a couple of feet and then like the villager leaves you alone. But that actually leads to like some really funny moments because um, I remember when we were playing through it the first time, we would, we the like kind of spoilers for the end of the game, I guess, we'll go into the, those territories, but I you end up getting this it. like item and you have to drag it like all the way back from the end of the game to the beginning of the game. And people can like see you with this item and they chase you. Uh, and if you drop it, like they'll take it from you. And, but like, because there's no death state and because you can't really fail, like you can just run and grab it right back from them. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like this really funny tug of war with these villagers. But it's still like, because there are stakes, like you do care so much about getting that item, you like are fighting for your life. You're like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like failing and succeeding like, over and like, over. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. And she'd actually like give me the controller, like, get it back. <laughs> 
and I would just like run in and snipe it and like grab it and run away. So funny. Um, that's like as high stakes as this game goes because like it really is a game about fun. It's carefree, minimalist. Like it just wants you to have a fun time and like forget how crazy the world is. Everything kind of circles around this unified vision, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe other than some of the intricacies of like the physics of like how grabbing objects and they kind of just move around and ragdoll around work. It really feels like a game that I could have played on the PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. um, and it just has such a, a cleanness to it. But it's also for all the mischief and chaos going on. It's uh, you said this earlier um, before we started, Emma, just how it's it is still peaceful and I think the sort of pastel colors, the like springtime season of it, even when you're running away and someone's chasing you down the, uh, what is it? Um, not the ravine, the canal. Yeah. And you're trying to get an object into the canal. As a goose, you just hop in and suddenly you open your wings. And it's just like this peaceful. It's not like, oh, if I'm Crash Bandicoot and I fall in the water, I'm dead because he can't mm -hmm. swim. It's like, oh, I fall in the water. Now I'm just swimming. So it's just got this like really great comedic balance, I feel. And I think I think the art style just helps achieve that it's just a thought yeah it feels eye. very storybook like yeah totally that's a good way to put it yeah i noticed a lot of like the, the design the color choices the color palette and stuff like andy you might know a little bit about this but it, it strikes me that they chose kind of like a flat art color palette in a way where like mm -hmm. all the colors are sort of muted and like not as brightly saturated as they could be um there's also like no real harsh like colors that form outlines it's just like um you know, like the goose isn't like outlined in black. It's just like a white goose that's mm -hmm. like against a darker background. I think the goose has like black, like there are some black lines and some black color, but like a lot of the color to like, I've, it just is very like peaceful and like easy on the eyes, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I know flat art like is kind of looked at as being a very minimalistic design choice where like a lot of the details are sort of like abstracted out and all you really get are like contrasting colors on each other. I, again, I think that's very intentional. Like they wanted it, like Emma said, to look like a children's storybook where it's not like a graphic novel, you know, because mm -hmm. um, it, it just adds to that idea of simplicity. Is um, there anything on the art? That, I, I know you I just like, love the art. As far as just randomly motioning like you. <laughs> yeah, like, I just feel like you're so visual. Like, is there anything about the art that you feel passionate about? Um, I think Alex said that really well. I did want to mention something about the music. I think the selection is so perfect and it's it's like the most gentle you know music you can have with it and it adds to the whole gentle and joyful and like low stakes feeling of the whole game um, where it's just kind of comfort food and there was I was kind of going through like a hard time at work a number of months ago and every single morning when I would go in I would play the entirety of the soundtrack just to like bring my energy level down yes, and like make myself great. feel okay and it was yes. so relaxing. And I would just think about like being the goose gliding along the water. <laughs> <laughs> just being zen. That's just so being funny. totally zen. Yes. I also have it on my Spotify because of the same oh. reason. Like it, it does have like a calming effect. Like yes. it, it has like a very nice effect. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think too, like just to kind of um, like, you know, they could have gone with this non like Debussy inspired soundtrack. Mm. Um, and they could have just picked some like clunky little notes on like some sort of synth board or something. Um, but I think that oftentimes we confuse um, what is simple for being um, not impressive. And it just adds to, I think the mm -hmm. the very deliberate choices that I think were made through the styling of the game and the storytelling of the game. Like it it elevates what people might perceive as being simple and not worth their time this was a this was better said in my head than i'm saying it now so no I, no i totally yeah, agree it's a good point it's almost like <laughs> yeah the, it's funny when yeah. I, I was playing through the game i think like the first time i was like wow the soundtrack is like really interesting it kind of reminds me of like it kind of reminds me of like claude debussy and i was like i wonder if it is and then when i looked at the uh when i looked at the soundtrack i was like oh yeah like it's his preludes uh book one and two um 
but it it's like such a perfect choice because I think that like you know his music is often like time like he was often criticized in his time for his music being very like wandery and not really like not really being like um sort of in the pattern of like the sort of theme pattern of like the romantics and um uh he's been like quoted as saying you know my my music is supposed to be more like about dreams and fantasies than Mm. it is about like um, like emotion and i think that like that is so perfect because it does like it does have this sort of wandering effect and it's so like i i was so impressed by how modular they were able to make it like every time you get hassled by a by a townsfolk it's like and it's like dun, 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 dun. like there's like little pa- natural pauses and they just inject like little three second clips of him you know each section has its own like unique like little chunk of like the preludes that it kind of like plays with um but i thought that was such a great choice uh, on the one end they didn't have to design any music for it which is nice but on the other end like debussy just perfectly fits I think the sort of flow of the game and the sort of like style and texture of the game. Yeah. 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 I think that it, it seems like they perhaps maybe re-recorded some of those um, excerpts and then like broke them up and decided in the game, depending on how much chaos or where the chaos is happening, they would call a more intense a piano run. Or as soon as you walk away, it just goes into it just fades out. Very, It's like someone is performing mm-hmm. yeah. to the game. It feels very live. Um, right but that's yeah that's that's really you know being that i work at the cleveland orchestra that's stuff that even i didn't notice and i'm embarrassed about <laughs> but i appreciate you all you all bringing that up that's that's amazing um i want to yeah, see I the code that. because it's probably like if hassled play, this, play <laughs> if swimming play this, play this uh, you know what I mean? because it definitely does like when you're getting hassled it's like dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah yeah like it's very like jaws like you know but when you're swimming it's like yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's funny too how intentional they were with all this even though the game um i was reading a little bit about its history and just that it it was a joke or sort of a dare for the studio um because they were (laughs) they were trying to work on some other stuff and then uh, they they just were in like their Slack channel and there's like a screenshot they shared of this recently where they were like, this is this was the pitch for the game where they were like, what do we do? What do we do next? And this idea isn't working or that idea is taking a while to come together. And someone just posted a picture of just a goose from like a stock stock photo of a goose. And they were like, this is our next game. This should be our next game. <laughs> just this. And they were just analyzing the traits of a goose. They're like is there any other animal in the world that's literally just two flat colors like white and yeah and, and orange and like to your point about the art being simple it sort of picks up on that it's like this animal in itself is like visually such a like simple minimalist yeah creature it's like it's so perfect and uh i don't know even in and of itself is easy on the eyes but then they were like think about all the situations a goose could get in like what can a goose do like all the features of it and they took so much care and attention to detail to make the mannerisms of the goose even though you're controlling it feel realistic the way it cranes its neck around and Mm -hmm. it moves its wings when it's on the ground and when it's up in the air and when people look at it and it reacts and it's like (laughs) the best is when you stop and you've like wrecked the farmer's day or something and then the farmer's just looking at him like "Hmm." and he just looks at him and the goose is just looking at him for like three seconds (laughs) and then he's just like it's just great to see it really makes you feel like this must be what a goose thinks yeah. <laughs> when, when a goose is in life. And it's like, who are you, silly human? Yeah. You have no idea what, what havoc I can cause. Um, but yeah, I think they just they clearly were very critical about everything they put into such a you know, quote unquote joke, uh, joke filled game. So, yeah, definitely a lot of artistry on display here. So um, how about everyone goes around and talks about their favorite scenes Um and I guess that could also lead into uh, favorite, you know, moments or clever ways to solve puzzles if you feel so inclined. But Hillary, would you like to do the honors? And Sure. Um, mine is kind of it's a bit of a tie between the farmers, the first area with the farmer and then the back gardens area. Mm. Um, I love the farmers area just because, I mean, I'm really into like farmer things of like food and like markets farmers markets so it's just like the most charming area for me and i love that you get to build a picnic as one of your first things it's just so it's so adorable 
I love that you can like pull the carrots out of the ground and you can kind of mess around in that whole area. It's it's just great. It's the perfect way to start the game. And then the back gardens area is great. I just I love that you're causing mischief when the man is trying to like drink his tea and just have a peaceful moment in the morning uh, and read his paper. Everything with the prize rose is so funny. Just the way it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> the way you like. Do you want to describe how that even happens? So like what's the what's the, so the essentially, task? The task is, isn't it like make someone cut the prize rose? Yeah. So there's diff- I love when it's make someone do something because then, you know, there's different ways that it can play out. And you really have to think about how it's going to work. And I love that there's different options for some of them. But kind of I think the main way that I did it was, you know, you have to go to the other side where the lady is uh, in her garden and she's trying to paint a vase and she's just trying to go on with her day and have a peaceful (laughs) afternoon. But if you bite the, I guess, garden hedge in her yard that's Mm -hmm. already shaped like something, I don't remember what it's It's shaped like. like. It's like a squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. So if you bite at that, she'll be like, oh, no, I have to. She's thinking to herself in in my head. (laughs) She's thinking, oh, no, I got to fix this. The goose started to ruin it. It's got to be perfect. And so she'll cut at the squirrel-shaped hedge again. And when she's doing so, she's so careless that she chops through over the fence and chops the prize rose um, of the other guy. Shots fired. Shots fired. It's so funny. Just the way it plays out is hilarious. I love that you're basically getting these two neighbors into an argument. (laughs) I can't tell if they hate each other or not. They don't initially, but then I think they kind of do because of all the chaos you cause. He's throwing all the stuff over the fence back to her. Yeah. And she's yelling at him about things that, you know, she thinks he's stolen or something. Right, but but it's just the goose. And then I love that they both put up signage to say how much they hate you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That's, uh, can I springboard it. off of that? Yeah, yeah. That's actually it. my favorite area, too. This, the back gardens. First of all, like, I love the idea that the goose just, like, is going down the little back, like, alley, and he sees those two, and he's like, these two specifically, I shall make their morning living hell. <laughs> you. <laughs> like, he sees them, he, like, does, like, a double take, like, yeah. yep, it's time to ruin these two. Like, he's a freaking velociraptor, like... Just kind of like unhinges the thing and like sneaks in. Of course you would reference Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. But I also just love that you like you wreck like all of their shit. Like, yeah, you break the woman's vase. You get the guy's rose cut. You throw all of his crap into like the fountain to get wet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Was it do the do the laundry or something? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Like, wash the clothes. so funny. Like nothing says like you, man, like stealing somebody's slipper right off of their foot. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I love his animations when he goes behind the newspaper because he yeah. thinks something's there, and it's like funny oh, it's when so good. it's funny when you walk past him and you kind of are out of sight, and you you know he knows you're there, but then you try to make him think you're not really there, <laughs> but he knows you're there. Yeah, yeah, and like I I guess it's part of like British culture, like they take their backyards and their gardening very seriously. Oh mm-hmm. yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like a thing. Like they just take their yards very seriously. Point and so I just like to think that these two are like in competition with each other. Mm-hmm. And like, even though you don't think they're enemies, like deep down, they're like, like dude's like my prized rose is so much better than her squirrel bush. And she's like, my squirrel <laughs> bush is so, so, so superior to that prized rose. And you're like, yeah, I'm about to all your days up. <laughs> <laughs> It's that's such a great area too for you to mention just because that is it has the goose lawn statue that yeah. Emma was referencing yeah. oh, yeah. the other thing that where I the loved. bow comes from. Oh, yeah. That's what I loved cuz that was like one of my favorite things like getting that cuz I was like I wonder if you can and then you get on the like you're like I wonder if I can actually pretend to be the goose and you drag the gooses. I love that you like sabotage it. It looks like you're dragging a dead body away. <laughs> 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 Nothing to see here and then you like hop up on the stone and pose and it's like, oh my God, this is excellent. Um, so I, I definitely loved that for sure. And I also found out that you can drag that statue all the way back to the beginning to the picnic blanket. And it looks like you're having a picnic with like the statue, which is kind of nice. <gasps> oh, oh, that's, that's amazing. I love um, the crossover when yeah. um, the different areas can all interact with one another in really weird yeah. ways. But I think the thing I liked the most about that level is like, so I actually got the platinum trophy on this game. because Oh my gosh. It seemed, it seemed doable, but... That back gardens area was the hardest by far. Like all the other ones took me like one or two tries, but that one took me like probably 30. Is this um, the church bell task? What's that? Is this like the, the whole having to do all the tasks before the bell rings? Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, you have seven minutes to do everything. Okay. Um, 
and it's it's very very tough because if you mess up at all like that's the only area where there are two different things that rely directly on each other and if like you mess up at all you have to just instantly restart because like there's a sim there's like a very like singular path that you have to get each of them mm-hmm. to do oh okay and if they fall off of that path at all like if the guy notices something is different than he should have noticed then you have to restart like if the woman doesn't catch you like messing up the squirrel bush then you have to restart like there's so many if she sees you like dragging the goose statue away you have to restart because right literally everything like adds so much time on and you have to like get them to sync up at certain things i think that was the hardest level totally like i think it was harder than the pub i think it was harder than like the ending Mm. um and that's i think why i liked it the most because it was just the most like dynamic and that is my essay ladies and gentlemen (laughs) on why the back gardens is my favorite level thank you (laughs) emma uh would you like to go ahead and share yours Yes, uh, my favorite part is the miniature town. Um, Oh my gosh, curveball. Spoilers, but like, what a treat it was. (laughs) Because really, like, you know, as we were playing, and I have a secondary favorite part, but um, I don't know. It's like this goose is wreaking havoc. He's running amok. He's like staking his claim um (laughs) wants to be seen and then he stumbles upon something that like he does have dominion over he is the largest (laughs) most alive thing in the miniature village he gets to do whatever he wants i felt like godzilla it was so (laughs) cool you could pick up anything anything like that feeling where he picks stuff up i don't know about you but it is so satisfying to me like i just what a what a joy yeah, i love picking kinda, up the townspeople yeah and yeah putting them where i wanted i liked picking up the little mailbox and putting it where i wanted like i could have spent much longer i don't think this was <laughs> yeah. deeply satisfying <laughs> Oh, just yeah, like no. picking up the villagers one by one and like dropping them into the water and like watching them like go yes, float away. <laughs> very cathartic. Um, I also very much liked um, the scene with the uh, the shopkeeper and the little boy with the glasses. And yeah, you know, the market. Kind of while yeah. I was going through a lot of the game. I was like, "You're being a little jerk. Like you are doing things that you don't need to do." But the way that I kind of um like rectified reconciled. myself with this one i think that this game like encourages you like i am a fairly by the books role player in a lot of a lot of things like you know i don't want to step on a line i don't want to like no 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 no. but i had to challenge that aspect of myself to play this game like i had to be kind of a jerk which you know not always socially acceptable but here it was and um goose land anything (laughs) anything goes anything goes and like you know The little boy, like, it was clear he was scared of the goose. It was clear, you know, I didn't know if maybe he would warm up to me at some point. He didn't, but, like, he had a great story at the end of it, right? Like, you know, I was just playing with my plane (laughs) in the park. There was this goose, and this goose was just, like, hounding me. The goose took my glasses. The goose, like, dropped my plane in the puddle. Um, Like, and that's going to stick with him. And hopefully not in a traumatizing way. Um, I just like to think at the end of it, everyone kind of got, like, this stupid goose just was, like, hounding me. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean... I don't think anybody was seriously injured. I don't think so. The goose didn't. Uh, the man who fell. I was gonna say the old man. He's he's Ugh. been a little traumatized. Yeah. I would say yes. I felt that one felt the meanest. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it, those old those old folks over there though they have they have quite a good sense of humor. You know, like they'd be like, oh, cheeky old goose. I hope so. I was gonna say this for later, but I'll say it now because you're bringing it up, Emma. Are you playing? as the antagonist like are you the final boss of this game truly (laughs) even though you don't kill anyone and they don't kill you (laughs) is it safe to say that the goose is the antagonist i don't want to get all like vegan because i'm afraid that that's how this (laughs) this might be perceived (laughs) (laughs) but like part of my trying to like yeah you know i think that we see the goose like from a human point as a disruption um you know someone is some creature that's coming in and and 
shaking up our days and our routines and being a nuisance. A goosence. A goosence, okay. if you will. We're um, really close to our max limit of those. We did. We, we established though. We, there's no limit on goose puns. Well, I've rethought. <laughs> I have forced a, a shift. But I think, um, again, I'm not trying to get all like sanctimonious. Like we, you know, we disrupt nature. Um, and you know, we don't think about it and we don't consider ourselves antagonists sure, for right. doing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, maybe this game is just kind of recalibrating how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> I think if this game has taught me anything, it's to start thinking about what if there was a 70 foot tall goose that could rip our buildings apart. <laughs> because... What if? What if? Because... Treat that goose a little nicer. Yeah. Song, song. yeah. yeah. Right, dinosaurs, right. isn't that what they evolved into? And at the end, True. at the end, True size of a dinosaur in that mini village. Yeah. Right. That is all a very good point. One day we may end up on that silver platter. Oof. <laughs> it may be our town bell that is taken from us. That's some good perspective. <laughs> some good perspective. Did you guys, I, like I have a question, and obviously this is spoilers about the game. Did you know when you were bringing the bell from the miniature village to the beginning of the game, did you remember that there was, or know that there was a pile of bells there? No. I, d I did not know. No, I didn't Neither either. Did and it was like the most satisfying. Like Reveal. I just like it to like drop the controller, and I was like, okay, yeah. like of course, <laughs> bell drop. You've moments. done you've done all of this before, so the loop is like never ending. Yeah, it's it's incredible because there's nothing stopping you in the beginning from just turning around and seeing this pile of right, bells. but you just don't know. And the story is great because uh, this game, the only text in this game is the instructions. There's no there's no one talking. They're just grunting and stuff. So the story mm -hmm. then. <laughs> It's all visual, and it's that not only did you terrorize the town or maybe cause a lot of mischief, you've been doing this for years. <laughs> this has been an ongoing thing where they've had to replace this bell over and over again. <laughs> but it's also such a weird town that they are so obsessed that they've feasibly rebuilt this miniature town over and over, over and over again, and they haven't found a way to make it gooseproof. <laughs> so it's like kind of there's oh such God. a great funny story. I just realized there. that this game is a metaphor for the cycle of war and violence caused by British colonialism. Oh, no, I'm just okay. fucking around, guys. It's not, it's <laughs> okay. just a screen <laughs> We go deep. We go deep. We talk about the uh, socio-political economic um, um, yeah effects <laughs> effects of. Uh, untitled no, Goose Games. It's funny because like I actually had that in my note, the fact that like the numerous bells in the Goose's lair suggest that this has happened before. Yeah. Like yeah. many times before. Like why is there not like a security guard <laughs> with anti-goose weaponry at Oh. Well, I mean like a stick. <laughs> like like a long stick. <laughs> a fan. Or like a, a taller fan. fence. You know what yeah. they say. They're gonna find a way around. The geese shall inherit the earth. The earth. <laughs> that is what they say. It's emblazoned. It's emblazoned on the, uh, the town sign. Yeah, you've brought it back to now. Geese puns are now again on the table. Back yeah, the table. that was a good one. You've redeemed my my bad pun. No. They, they've underestimated the geese. The goose. That's what I say. Yeah, they've underestimated yeah. it, as we all have. As I we all have. That. My favorite sections. I'm gonna say that it is the uh, garden in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm just so charmed by it. And I love how you kind of have enough space to play. Um, I, I love the first time I found the pumpkins. And it's not an item you can just pick up and run away with. You have to drag it. And mm -hmm. it's rolling all over the place. And so that creates a new form of tension that not everything I pick up, I can just pick up and grab and run. Um, and the, the rate at which the farmer can chase you is always a little bit faster than you. So you kind of have to mess up his day to get him to think about something else. And uh, then you can take stuff like one of the tasks was like the later tasks after you've completed them. The bonus ones was like make a cabbage picnic. And that was so hard because <laughs> you can't pick up the cabbage. You have to drag it. You, you can't even drag it. You just have to like push it with your beak. Oh, so it's kind of like a roll it. It's yeah. like a bowling ball or something. And and so you have to get the farmer out of of the garden. And so the other thing is, well, the market wasn't perhaps my favorite. I really liked it. Maybe a close second. I loved all the things in the market. There are some moments in the market that were like some of my favorite parts of the game. One was getting the goose to appear on all the TVs and the oh, TV yes. shows. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part of the whole game is just 
locking everyone out and taking over the shop and just the geese is on like 20 screens and just like yeah everyone's like this it's like taking over the airways propaganda yeah um that was hilarious but the way i got the cabbage thing solved was i had to do a bunch of things all at once i had to get the farmer to be um, motivated enough to go all the way out of the garden really far out so i actually first took his shovel because I was trying to get him to buy back his own item from the shop owner. And I figured the shovel was the visually looked like the one thing that he would probably notice and buy. So I took that there. Then I had to get him to notice the shovel and he loves his radio. So I had to take the radio, which plays like the bagpipe music and everything. And I had to drag it to the market so he would notice the shovel. And while he was distracted, I threw the radio in the garage. And then got him to notice that and then lured him into the garage and like any good goose would do, I trapped him in the garage (laughs) for a long time. It took him a really long time to get back, but that bought me like five minutes to get at least one cabbage patch all the way to the picnic. Yeah. So I love just how you can get the other characters to go into other places Mm -hmm. um, and that they could interact with the other townspeople. So I just thought that was really... It's, it was kind of a sort of Hideo Kojima-esque thing where it's like, if you think you can do it, you probably can. You just have to really put the pieces together. I really like that point that you've made, though. Like, I think that what's part of what's so great about this game is the really total agency you kind of have. And there's no, mm-hmm. like, one way to do anything. Like, someone could have approached the cabbage thing differently than you did, could have figured out a whole other way to do it mm. and still would have gotten it done. There's no... I think um, like straight formula to anything. And I think that that's really cool. It'd be cool to um, kind of watch other people play it and like see how they problem solve yeah. and work through things. I don't know, I like that. I, I love that you can also like talking about the garage. I love that you can like pretty much get everybody in the farm area and the upper market area to go into the garage at the same time and like trap them in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just take over. It's like. I just imagine like somebody coming to the market like the next day and being like, or like not even the next day, but like just nobody goes there. It's just like those people living there. And then somebody eventually comes to town and they're like, hello. And they like <laughs> open the garage and there's just a bunch of skeletons. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody knows what there. happened. It's just like oh the goose God. running away. <laughs> Alex is craving something a little darker. Yeah. Rated. Maybe. Yeah. The M rated. I version. mean, like they would be cartoony skeletons. They wouldn't be like real, you know, better. That's Maybe better. they get up and do a little <laughs> jingle. Okay, fine. I'll succeed. <laughs> Some kid is like, mommy, <laughs> this okay. game got really weird. <laughs> like the dudes are just honking. You mentioned earlier, Alex, how uh, you got the platinum achievement uh, for this game, which is only accessible by getting all the achievements in the game. Correct, right? You have to get, you have to get every. That's correct, yep. So. Um, which, by the way, I watched a video of what happens when you get all the achievements, and that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, oh man what happens i don't know do you want to know well i mean we've already talked about the bell and we've already talked about the skeletons in the garage (laughs) might as well go for it alex do you want to explain it uh no if you if you've seen it you can describe it i'll just add to it uh yeah i watched a video and basically you go back to the beginning and there is a like present box waiting for you and you have to open the box and it's kind of hard to like get it open and then shake out what's in it but it it is a crown (gasps) oh Because you are King Goose or Queen Goose. Or you're, you are just the royal goose. And then you bring that crown all the way to um, the guy in his back garden. And then if you like uh, annoy him enough, he'll put it on you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Is you can correct? do it like a couple of different ways. Um, you can do that or you can uh, you can also pretend to be like the goose statue and the woman will put the and you like lay the crown next to you and the woman will put the <laughs> oh, crown Oh, that's on. amazing. <laughs> Oh my god! And it's like a really oversized. It's like yeah. too big for it's you. It's like that giant, like freaking, like old school red, like regal crown with like the little thing on the top. Like of the it. one it from like, uh, so like the queen awesome. would wear. Like the one in um the Disney animated Robin Hood. Like yes. the lion has that kind of hat. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great because like if you somehow if it somehow falls off you like if you get hassled by a villager then the villager will go and pick it up and like at first I was like no. don't take it and then i I started chasing after like i think it was the guy in the back gardens like like just like honking at him and then like he turned around and he put it on me and i was like wait what 
And I realized that if they knock it off you, they will pick it up and put it back on you. And I was like, oh. this is the best game ever. That's incredible. Uh, for a second, I thought you were going to say they put it on themselves, which I would have <laughs> oh. been, that would oh, been more no. terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I would just scar my PS4 life. out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so you can kind of dress up the goose just like you do in real life. Uh, in yeah, your own that home. might be my next costume for our goose is a little red crown. <gasps> yes. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a little bow. And a bow, too. yeah. <clears throat> and a bell. And a bell. Yeah. So I think two, um, two things I want to mention uh, before we wrap up here. I love how this game sort of plays with our expectations of video games today where we have games and you'll do something random and you'll get an achievement and it's like how did I even get that and it's like do this weird random coincidental thing that happens and this whole game is that there's no like like you have to like all the achievements align up with your to-do list basically one to one so the game is like daring you to figure out how to even play it to even get through it so I just love how it's it's using that um that whole thing that used to like never exist in video games. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, I would agree with that too. Cause I even remember like, you know, watching before I even really knew what achievements in games were like watching you play resident evil. And like, there were those bobbleheads and like, at some point you like, I don't know, smashed enough bobbleheads and you see on the screen, like achieved, like you got the bobblehead smashing award. And I'm like, no, that's not even a thing. Yeah, like they do dumb. feel very arbitrary sometimes, but here, I mean, they, they fueled it, which was cool. Yeah. It's good to have a game that really like you feel like every single achievement is like intentional and like there's nothing really shoehorned in. It's just kind of like all the things you would naturally do in the game you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, like achievements are fine, but sometimes they can just get a little crazy. It's like beat the game on this mode, beat the game on this mode, beat the game on this mode with like not taking any hits, beat the game on this mode without picking up any items. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like return the game and like get a used version and then pop that one in. And like, yeah, like it just feels like they, they didn't know how to like make the game, like stretch the game out and like mm. make meaningful experiences. So they just like added on a bunch of arbitrary stuff to make you think that you're like achieving something. But this game does not do that, which is good. Yeah. Let's talk about that bell. Cause I feel like we've talked about it and we've talked about what happens with it, but just the inherent, dilemma of grabbing it because when you get it uh, you have to tear it out of the tower and then you're suddenly given one final task which is go all the way back home so you have to like go go into the line of fire essentially of all these townspeople holding an object that draws all the attention to you so there's that inherent tension of like you have to make noise to get it back basically and every time you honk to you know get it back from people it's like you're you're constantly doing the thing that is going to cause you to fail so you have to like persevere and just like truck it i just love how the game basically teaches you the whole time it like the whole is building up the whole time what you have to do at the end it's like preparing you and then you have to come all the way back and learn use all your knowledge and your like even the town uh the miniature town acts as like a little map for like remember you have to go back this way and do that i just thought that was so clever and it actually gave like that final task like a ton of challenge because you you have to think about like where do i crawl like where was that guy where was the barkeeper i just i just really appreciated that from like a design standpoint i thought that was genius yeah Um, i don't remember like the exact path i took or anything but as soon as i realized what i had to do i at first i was like oh no this is gonna be so hard and i was like initially like suddenly kind of not pissed but i was like oh no this is gonna be like way harder Sometimes I get discouraged by challenges in games. <laughs> so I was like, oh, damn, this is going to be tricky and I'm going to be so loud with the bell because you could walk with the bell really slow and not make noise, but it's basically impossible to get through everything doing that. You kind of just mm-hmm. have to run. But then as soon as I started, it was so much fun and it was so silly. Um, I just loved how like completely madcap it was. And then just getting all the way back to the beginning and realizing the pile of bells was there. It was so satisfying and it was so funny that I was just, I was appreciative of them tying the whole thing together and bringing it back to the beginning. Cause that's always so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had that on my list as well. Like you basically hit the nail on the head with the description of it. Like you go through the game, you learn all these areas and then you hit this miniature village. It's a perfect little map. You're, you're quickly reminded of like all the things you had to go through all the little paths and shortcuts. And then like, you have to go through them again. Um, but with this like thing thrown in the mix where you basically are putting like a target on your head, like people instantly see you yeah. instantly chase after you. Right. But I think like what really took me for a uh, surprise was that 
certain things in the areas were actually like fixed and repaired so that you had like i remember going into the back gardens and thinking oh, yeah. oh i can just cut up and like run right up the desk and i'll be perfectly fine but then i got up there and the desk was fixed and i was like oh and the woman kind of started chasing me and yeah yeah um and i think there was another uh, there was another she also too. had like repaired her fence and like uh, yeah that's with the that's tie. What it was. like the fence was repaired and yeah there was a couple other things i think i kind of feel like when we played through it at one point we had the bell and we like dropped it into the river because we were afraid they were going to grab it back from us. And so we like went down and grabbed it. <laughs> That's pretty like, clever. Like, no! Do you think there's a way to like drop it in and then let the river carry it all the way mm. to the beginning? I don't think hmm. so. Okay. Because you can send the boat down the canal. Right. But maybe the maybe the bell just sits there. That's oh, interesting. Maybe. I'll have to test that. See, there's plenty of reasons to go back and play it. <laughs> I agree with what you both said. And I think too, just, you know, because it's such a short game and you can go through it in one setting, like there's this idea that because you're familiar with the layout already and then it's kind of reinforced with uh, the miniature village itself that like going back through it will be a breeze. But you have this added challenge, which I think just kind of, um, I don't know, reinforces the idea that just because you're familiar with something doesn't mean that you have complete mastery over it. It doesn't mean that every time you experience it, it'll be easy or a breeze um you know so much of life is what we are already familiar with and but very often i think we're forced to navigate it with our own little our own little bells um (laughs) (laughs) you know i don't know just how do you how do you get through something that you think that you know very very well Mm. um with you know these added challenges yeah, just because you know what a goose is doesn't mean that one day it won't come and steal the slipper right off your feet. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Even though it's really you know sad at what's going on in the world and we can't go outside uh, as much or we have to be very, very careful whenever we do, even if we're going on walks. I feel like this game, um, not only am I like grateful for having games like this to help pass the time and ease your mind and give you something to laugh at, but just like the reminder of how nice it is to go outside and be able to like freely interact with things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like such a great reminder of that, and I feel like playing this game, it's just like even even just being in the gardens, even just being in the back gardens or in the market, it's just like it's just nice to be in that space, as abstract and stylistic as it is. Um, yeah, it's just it's pleasant. It's it has a peaceful quality to it. I agree. I kind of uh, two two last things. I just want to pop in there. Oh. I I, uh, I hope that they make a sequel. And I hope it's called Untitled Farm. And I hope that the goose teams up with pigs and cows and chickens. Yes. Co-op. Um, like, I hope it focuses on the goose, but I hope you can, like, also control other farm animals to create antics. And mm-hmm. maybe the goose causes, like, an animal farm style uprising. Oh, wow. Um, if the game company is listening <laughs> to this, I hope, you're, I hope you take that. Uh, please credit me if you do. And then the other thing is that I hope that that little village views that goose as, like, Baba Yaga. Like, I hope that they're talking to their children at night and they're like if you're not a good kid <laughs> the goose will come and steal your toys like oh most definitely it's it, in their nightmares embedded and like yeah. the parents are just like in the other room like playing like a honk sound effect like every time their kid misbehaves yeah <laughs> thanks to both of you for uh taking the time to chat with us about untitled Thank goose you. i'm glad we got to see a shot of uh, your lovely pup walter join the fray animal friendly show <laughs> uh, we got Win- Winnie usually um, actually does her own sort of mischief while I'm recording the show because the place I recorded and does not have a door that closes her out. So, you know, all animals are welcome. Geese. Yes. Whatever. Um, stay healthy. Stay well. Uh, if you're out there, definitely would encourage playing video games. This one of all to stay indoors and uh, pass the time. So with that, uh, I think we're going to sign off. Yeah. Uh, goose evening, everybody. <laughs> okay, now that's our limit. We've reached the limit. That's the, <laughs> well, appropriately, it's me the like end. I'm insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. Good. Right. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Great. Thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of Screen Looking. We're happy to be back this spring, and if you're happy about that too, we would love it if you gave us a rating and review from wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, which will help us reach more listeners looking for thoughtful conversations about video games. 
Music in today's episode can be found in the official soundtrack to Untitled Goose Game, which features Debussy's Preludes, arranged and performed by Dan Golding, obviously other than the music you're hearing right now, which is just the music of Dan Golding himself. If you'd like to learn more about how the reactive soundtrack for the game was put together, I've included a really great article about it from The Verge in our show notes. By now, I'd hope that this episode is a glowing recommendation to check out Untitled Goose Game for yourself, which is available pretty much anywhere you can play video games, including PC and Mac, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Thanks again to Alex Koval, my co-host, and to our special guests, Hilary Beauvais and Emma Neely, for joining us. I'm your host, Andrew Kuhar. Stay well, take care, and happy gaming.